Tonight, um, I, I want to show you uh, one of the things that kind of inspired me. I heard something this week, and uh, it, it, touched my, it stirred my heart up. It didn't necessarily touch my heart, and you'll know why when I play it for here, you in here in a minute. When I was a, a, a teenager, I would, my mom and dad would pick us up and drive us back and forth to school. And on our way home from school, about the same time every day, there was a man that came on the radio and had been doing so for years and years and years and years, and his name was Paul Harvey. How many of you know who Paul Harvey is? And his show was now for the rest of the story. And uh, he was this neat guy, and, and I remember a lot of times we'd pull into uh, our house, and we would sit there in the driveway while that would finish up. And he'd always, of course, intrigue you with what he was saying, leave you hanging, and then he'd tell you the rest of the story. And it was always really cool. He was very uh, creative in how he did that. So, uh, through that, uh, I, I mean, I haven't heard him from years, and this past week, I heard him again, and of course, it was uh, uh, an old, old uh, recording of him. So, for the next three minutes, I, I want you to hear Paul Harvey, and then I'll kind of set up where I want to go through this, and uh, his thing that he talked about, if I was the devil, and I want you to think about this, this was recorded uh, in, I think, I can't remember, it was a long time ago. <laughs> If I were the devil, if I were the devil, if I were the prince of darkness, I'd want to engulf the whole world in darkness, and I'd have a third of its real estate and four-fifths of its population, but I wouldn't be happy until I had seized the ripest apple on the tree, the. So I'd set about, however necessary, to take over the United States. I'd subvert the churches first. I'd begin with a campaign of whispers. With the wisdom of a serpent, I would whisper to you as I whispered to Eve. Do as you please. To the young, I would whisper that the Bible is a myth. I would convince them that man created God instead of the other way around. I would confide that what's bad is good and what's good is square. And the old, I would teach to pray after me, our Father, which art in Washington, and then I'd get organized. I'd educate authors in how to make lurid literature exciting so that anything else would appear dull and uninteresting. I'd threaten TV with dirtier movies and vice versa. I'd peddle narcotics to whom I could. I'd sell alcohol to ladies and gentlemen of distinction. I'd tranquilize the rest with pills. If I were the devil, I'd soon have families at war with themselves, churches at war with themselves, and nations at war with themselves until each in its turn was consumed. And with promises of higher ratings, I'd have mesmerizing media fanning the flames. If I were the devil, I would encourage schools to refine young intellects, but neglect to discipline emotions, just let those run wild. Until before you knew it, you'd have to have drug-sniffing dogs and metal detectors at every schoolhouse door. Within a decade, I'd have prisons overflowing, I'd have judges promoting pornography, Soon I could evict God from the courthouse, then from the schoolhouse, and then from the houses of Congress. And in his own churches, I would substitute psychology for religion and deify science. I would lure priests and pastors into misusing boys and girls and church money. If I were the devil, I'd make the symbol of Easter an egg and the symbol of Christmas a bottle. If I were the devil, I'd take from those who have and give to those who wanted until I had killed the incentive of the ambitious and what'll you bet? 
I couldn't get whole states to promote gambling as the way to get rich. I would caution against extremes in hard work, in patriotism, in moral conduct. I would convince the young that marriage is old-fashioned, that swinging is more fun, that what you see on TV is the way to be. And thus I could undress you in public, and I could lure you into bed with diseases for which there is no cure. In other words, if I were the devil, I'd just keep right on doing what he's doing. Paul Harvey. Good day. That was 40 years ago. 40, and, and I guess when I listened to it, I didn't know that it was 40 years ago. And I knew it had to be a while ago just because it was Paul Harvey. But then I was, I was sitting there and going, wow, a lot of those things are like happening right before our eyes right now. And, and all around us, and, and it just showed. And basically he was saying, this is how the devil works. This is what he's doing. And, and step back and go, wow, he, he's, he's really, really ripped our nation apart by doing all those things. We live in a, in a changing world, but we're Christians in a changing world. And uh, I, I, I mentioned this morning, and some of you probably kind of had an idea where I was going. But I, but I guess I felt the need to bring this up because it's been so in our faces lately, and I don't know how many of you guys have noticed this, it just, I, I saw it from so many angles that I thought, I really want to mention it because I've heard so many people talk about it that I don't want to not talk about it from the lighter perspective of the Bible. It was history, all that happened in, in one week, in, in eight days, all the things that I'm going to mention, I mentioned them this morning, but I was kind of just, had it on my mind for tonight. It was history that made that Disney introduce lesbian couples. And you said, what's the big deal about that? It's the fact that they're going after our children with it. And, and I think it's almost like, I don't know what Dan broke in order for all this to come forward kind of at one time. But it was all at one time. And every time I turned around, I was shocked. And I'd step back and I was shocked again. And I was shocked again. It was this week that the, the, on the Grammys, or this past week, that on the Grammys that they had the 20 couples, including lesbians and gays, that came forward and, and had a public thing. It was America blatantly saying, this is, this is who we are. This is where we stand. History was made when they had the first gay couple in a Super Bowl commercial just this past week. And I don't even know how many people noticed it, but it, they, they made a big deal about it. Their longest segment of America is Beautiful song had this couple in it. And the scary thing is they're skating with their daughter. This week, Google presented their gay theme and supported the, the diversity, and they were very proud of that, of coming out and saying that because of the fact of how the nation hosting the Olympics has made a very clear statement. They don't agree that a lot of these companies have stepped up to say, well, then we're going to be as loud as we can with it. And all this happened in a short length of time, and, and I, I made statements, I've made statements like this before, that I can't believe this. And I'm sure you guys have too. And said, man, I, I can't believe this. I can't believe this. I can't believe this. And I, I want to show you, have you turn in your Bibles in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 1, and take you through some what the Bible says about these things, just because I, I think we need to be aware. And just so you guys know that a lot of these things that are coming at us, we, we, this is just what's gone public, okay? This is just kind of what's mainstream media. This has been going on for a long, long, long time behind the scenes, and it's everywhere. 
And the reason why I'm bringing it out is for you to understand that every time they make a step forward, they stand their ground and their next step is to push forward again. It's, it's, it's not going to be where they step back with this, just so you guys know. It's not that they made two steps forward, they're going to be stepping back with it. No, they're going to stand their ground and then the next phase is going to come up and we're going to be shocked again. The Bible says right here, and, and I'm going to take you through three points tonight and concerning this, and number one was the warning. God warned us that times were going to come like this. God said it. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 1, Now beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not soon taken in mind, or be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, or by letter, as from us, as the day of Christ is at hand. There's a number of ways that you can put it, and I looked up the meanings of these like I do a lot of times with this to break down the verse. He said that not to be shaken, not to be taken back. There's anything that is amazing, and Paul Harvey, uh, of course, he was, he was up there and he was being humorous in some ways and he said it, but a lot of things that he said, he was laying out scripture of saying, hey, the Bible predicts these things, and the depravity of man and what's going on, this is going to continue to be this way, and he's just kind of laying it out of what's before us. And so the Bible is, is a, a very historical book when we look back, but it also tells us where we're going as well. And, he, and the Bible says you, you, Christians need to not be soon shaken or taken back or troubled in their mind because God said, I, I, I told you what was coming, don't be shocked. See, the thing is, for me as a Christian, I know what's going on because I know what's happening. I know the reason why it's sin. All the way back from Genesis in the Bible, the Bible says it was sin. I know who it is. It's Satan. He's the prince and power of the air. He, he is doing his work and he's not ceased to do so. I know the reason why. The reason why is because there's a curse on this earth and it started with rebellion. And even in gay marriage and things like that, it's rebellion. It's God said it's a man and a woman. They say, well, then I'm going to do the opposite. It's the same thing that Satan did from the, from the beginning. I will do my own thing. And they go to the opposite of whatever God said. I know the when. See, the Bible says when you see these things come to pass, know that the time is near. And so I also know what to do. See, my job at this time is to lift them up. It's not the run and hide. Just so you know, if, if we've got the idea that we're going to run to the hills, and I, I've, I've talked to people and jokingly, and they say, you know what, I'd love to get me a cabin up in the hills and walk away and not have to deal with any of this. But the thing is, that's not our calling. The, the world needs us more now than they've ever needed us before. And if we don't have that mindset to understand that what Jesus was saying by this, we will, we'll revolt and we'll gather in our little, you know, houses, our little cliques and everything, and we'll just let the world go to hell. And that's not why we're here. We're the light of the world. You say, well, it's getting darker and darker outside. Well, that means the light's going to get brighter and brighter. The darker the night, the brighter the light. It's when we need to be shining our light out the most. Now, there are things that the Bible said concerning this warning. Like, for instance, in Hebrews 10, 25, and you guys know this verse, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. You know what it's saying? We need each other. You know when we need each other, and so much the more, as you see the day approaching. You know, you, when, I, when I see what's happening with Disney, and I see what's happening with Coca-Cola, and I see what's happening with Google, and I see what's happening and not happening, and if you're going to turn around and boycott and run from everybody that's doing it, you're, you better find a very deep hole because you, you're going to find that this world is consumed with this from every angle. 
But I tell you what I need. Because I need you guys. I'm going to tell you what you need. You need the people sitting in the pew next to you. And you need the people on this stage. And we need each other. There's a reason that he said, but exhorting one another. And so much the more as you see the day approaching. As you see that, I need a place where I can come in. And my children can see righteous living, righteous living, righteous living. When they are going through the world and it's all around us. I need a place where we can assemble ourselves together and make sure you understand it is important that we do what we do. It's important that you come back. It's important that you're here. It's important that you're serving. It's important that you're praising because the Bible says, and so much the more will you need this as you see the day approaching. I'm telling you, it's all warning that God gave us. We need to show that marriage works and that it's right between a man and a woman. If young people don't see it work right, why would they ever believe that we're right and they're wrong? If all they see is broken marriages and people running the other way, or, or even deeper than that, when they get in the car and they can't see mom and dad agree on anything ever. And all they know is, you know what, I grew up in a Christian home, but mom and dad ripped each other's faces off constantly. You see, God warned us that things would get worse and worse, and I thought about that. Doesn't the Bible talk about sin when it's conceded, da, 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 and sin when it is finished, it's bringing forth death? You know what that tells me? The sin-cursed world, this is a dying world, and we should not be shocked that these things are happening. We should not be shocked that sin is just taking its toll. It's taking its toll in our, in our government, we're seeing morality just die. It's taking its toll in our schools, and we're seeing it like day after day, being shocked at what's allowed and what's being permitted and what's being promoted. We're, we, it, all these things around us, it's just sin. It's like just a corrosion that's invading our nation. The Bible also warned us that this was a sign of his coming. He said in Luke 17, 28, Likewise also in the days of Lot, that they did eat and drink and brought and they sold and they planted and they built it in the same day, that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Notice verse 30. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. You, you see, I, and I know that there's, there's two illustrations. You say, as in the days of Lot, and I know what the days of Lot was, but I also know that it was the illustration of them not expecting it. So I know there's two illustrations, but if you take the side of it, of what the Lord did, of why it was that way, is because they rebelled against God. You see, through all of that, they turned on the foundation that God set from the very beginning. And that's what we're doing today. The foundation, you say, if the foundations be destroyed, what, what are the foundation? What could you go back to? I could take you back to Genesis 1, Genesis 2, and at the end of Genesis 2, at the very, very beginning, God created Adam and Eve, and he'd explain, and that's why I made a big deal out of last week when we did that whole marriage service in the morning. I wanted you to know, that is the foundation. You think about it, if it wasn't for marriage, none of you would be here right now. If it wasn't for man and woman going and following after God's plan, we wouldn't have churches and understand that it should be that the church is built upon godly homes. And passing that down from generation to generation. And the Bible talks about Satan's attacks. And he warned us about that, so that from the very beginning of his attack of marriage. It was the fact that he was so subtle. He was so subtle. Years ago, I could pull out notes that I, I preached in our church. And talking about, hey, look at how 
you know, Will and Grace of, uh, of the TV show, Will and Grace, of how they've turned, was the first prominent gay couple on, on TV or, 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 or gays that were known, and they were coming out, and people would laugh and laugh, and they'd t- turn around and say, oh, I, I, I know it's wrong and everything, but those two are just so funny, and I laugh so hard when I watch that. Do you know why it was that way? Because Satan is so subtle. You know what he was doing? He was slipping it in through humor, and all of a sudden, we get adjusted to it. And what one time was like, what are you guys watching? Turn that off. I don't want that. Now, Will and Grace is like a walk in the park compared to what they have now with Modern Family and all these other shows. Now they're, now they're acting it out in these shows. And now, now, now they're living it out. It's no longer just this humorous little, oh, oh, he acts funny. Now it's literally acting it out in front of us on TV. You say, wow, it's just gotten bad. No, 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 no. It's, you pull back the curtain, you're going to see this strategic plan that Satan had. Sitting down with the demons of hell and saying, guys, what we're going to do is we're going to just make them laugh about it. We're going to attack the church and the home and the foundation Little by little, before they know it, they're going to be sitting in their living rooms watching this go on as they say amen, it's wrong on Sunday, and they're going to be laughing about it on Monday. That's what's happened. Meant sneaking it into our entertainment. I I hate snakes, and that was the whole illustration that you see in there, but he's been working and slithering this in and dropping it in to sitcoms and movies and government and and celebrities and music videos and everything else. See, I I need to warn you, since we're talking about the warning of this, that our children are the ones that I'm worried about the most. Because what we grew up on, and and we can all look back at the day that people would stand up and, and be morally right and say, hey, listen, that's just wrong. They're not, our children are no longer living in that day. Now it's just a matter of you stand up and you say it's wrong. You're the weirdo. You're the oddball now. You're the one that doesn't fit in because they have made it so socially acceptable that I promise you our children are going to grow up in a world where everywhere they look, it's going to be in front of us. Me and Jenny took Morgan to Disney on Ice and it was heroes and princesses was the theme and Jenny leaned over at me, and we've been just thinking about this, and she said, how long will it be before they have two princesses skating out there holding hands? And you said, oh, don't, you know what the Bible says? Do not be shaken of mind. Don't be taken back. Don't be shocked, because God said that these things are going to wax worse and worse. Things are going to get worse and worse. Don't be shocked by these things. You know what I say to that? That we have to understand that the warning that God gave us that this was going to be an attack on our children. They're going to grow. And the Bible says, be not conformed to this world. We have to understand that we're teaching it. We're laying out. We're calling it out and saying that is not right. Pastor Joe was telling me a story about him sitting down with Addie. And, and something came up. And, and now this is becoming apparent. where They're going to look at it and say that that's just normal. Because they see it every day where they went. And the time is coming. The time is coming. The more that is socially acceptable... The more that we stand up, the more extremists we become. And the more it's going to be that churches are full of hate and it's going to come back on us as hate crimes and all that. It's already in the works for those things. You can sit down and talk to Hobby Lobby and ask them, what do you get when you stand for what's right? You get a fight on your hands. Ask Chick-fil-A what happens when you stand up for what's right. You get a fight on your hands. I go from the, the warning. Next thing I want to bring out is the word. 
You see, the Bible told us that these things would come to pass, but we need to know where we stand on this. And the thing is, I've talked to a lot of people that, and I'm talking good people, and say, well, I know the Bible isn't very clear on this, and I stand back and go, whoa, the Bible is very clear on this. This isn't one of those things that we have gotten to the point where you just go, I just don't know, and we, we've got to adapt with the times, and times are changing, and you can't be narrow-minded, and da 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 no, no, no. The Bible does not change. It doesn't change. So when we sit there, if we're going to call it wrong, then let's call it, call it wrong, and let's know where it's wrong. I, I'm, going to, I'm going to take you back even the Old Testament in 1 Kings 15, 11 through 12. And the Bible says, I'm going to, I'm going to be shooting out a bunch of verses at you because I want, I want you to see kind of the whole picture here. And Asa did that which was right in the eyes of the Lord. And this is what he did, as David his father. And he took away the Sodomites out of the land and removed all the idols that the fathers had made. Very clear. And if you don't know what a Sodomite is, that, that was the Bible term for what we're talking about. Because God is a holy God and he instituted the law of marriage. And when they went against it, God told them to remove it. And the king did that because the Bible says that he did right, which was in the eyes of the Lord. The Bible says in Leviticus 8.22, And thou shalt not lie with mankind as with womankind. It is an abomination. Leviticus 20 verse 13, the Bible says, If a man so lie with mankind as he lie with a woman, both of them have committed an abomination. They shall surely be put to death and their blood shall be upon them. And I know that was Old Testament law and we're no longer under law, but we're going to get to the New Testament in a minute because God's view on this has not changed. Deuteronomy 23, 17, There shall be no whore of the daughters of Israel, nor a sodomite of the sons of Israel. God's hatred of the sin of homosexuality has not changed. Please note how I said that. People have turned around and said, God hates those people. If you say that, then you don't know what John 3.16 says. The Bible says in Romans chapter 1, verse 26, For this cause God gave them up to vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And tell you, I'm not trying to get graphic or anything, but that, that's what it is. It doesn't make sense the way that God made you and the way that they try to twist it into where it's wrong. And likewise also, men leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their lust one toward another. And the lust one toward another is sin. You can turn around and you can label it a thousand different things, but when it comes down to it, it's a three-letter word. It's called sin. Men working that which is unseemly and receiving it in themselves, that recompense of their error, which was meat. Satan tries to twist the truth. We must know the truth. The only way that you're going to combat the darkness is to know the truth. And if we don't sit there and be able to say this, and you say, you, well, you mention this pretty frequently because it's being brought up pretty frequently. And new people coming into the church or whatever, it won't be long, guys, before we have this coming in. And somebody's raising this or somebody's wanting to know why they can't step in. And I, I like this and this about the church, but I don't want to hear about that. We've got to make sure where the Bible is. I stand here. I'm not budging. And I don't care how times change. I'm sticking to the truth. Amen. And I know that that is going to be very fought. But as it is his fault, the more I need to be able to hear you guys say amen on Sunday morning and amen to what is right and amen to marriage and amen to what's right. And I don't want to just hound the negative as like, gay, gay, gay. I want to be able to lift up marriage and righteousness and what is right. 
There, there's a reason. I, I told the guys, I want to do more and more things to uplift marriage and couples and family. And, and you know, if, if you notice, on Sunday mornings, I'm doing more to have a couple come up here and greet people. And I, I just these things, I want them to see, hey, this is what God's plan was and this is what it looks like. It's a good thing. There was a, a, a famous Christian singer that um, joined a church and he came out of the closet and I was so curious because he was said, my church supports me. And I got onto his church's website because I was so curious to say, how in the world could you do this? Satan twisted what God said from the beginning and he still works that way now. And on their website, they came on and said, the Bible is filled with illustrations that support that this is not wrong. He went in and he said that uh, David and Jonathan, and they went through and he talked about how they love one another and that love and, and, and I mean, it's just sick. You say, why are you bringing this out? Because I tell you, when the world turns around and they're doing that, if we don't know and be able to say, hey, I'm going to call you out on that because I know my Bible. You got to know the Bible. You got to teach the Bible. You got you to have your not forsaken the assembly because you know what? Our teachers better be teaching the Bible. Keep your opinions at home because I tell you, this is what's going to change your life when we can pull it out. I have had people come in here and literally we taught something before on this issue. And I had parents off of our ministry that came back in and came in and confronted us and said, you know what, I don't agree and I, I hate that you said this to my kids and I heard that this is wrong. Do you know what we did? We sat them down and said, ma'am, I'm just going to read you these verses and then I'm going to be done. I'm going to say that I love you and we love your kids, but this is where we stand as a church. This is our power because it's what God said. We had the warning of what God said. We have the word, which is the truth. But let me close with, we've got a work to do. We got the warning, we got the word, and we've got the work. All this to say that we've got a job to do. And it's not the hide. Even Jesus said, John 9, 4, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is yet day. The night cometh when no man can work. See, the thing is getting dark outside, and that's the, the kind of the, the, there's a lot of symbolism that you could pull out there, but I think sometimes we spend more time being upset about what is wrong rather than going after what is right. And I'm going to tell you, we could sit and turn around and say, I hate this, and throw out all the one-liners, and we could sit there and say, God made Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve, and everybody says amen, and you know, I mean, we... I know that, and I know where I stand, and I, I, I know how I feel about this, but at the same time, I also know that I've got a job to do. See, I, I am an ambassador of Jesus Christ, and I'm an ambassador of the truth, and I've been called by God to be light in this darkness. So as, as the job that I have, I, I've got the work to minister, and I've got the work to preach the truth, and I've got to work to run bus routes, and we've got the work to do the run to the darkness and rescue the perishing. That's the work that we have to do. He said it's spiritual warfare. Right, it is spiritual warfare. And I, I tell you, just think about that. Stop for a minute. As we, we step back from the picture for a minute, we always say, man, it's spiritual warfare. You know what you find in spiritual warfare? You find casualties all around you. If you go to a war zone, you know what you're going to find? You're going to find wounded people over here. You're going to find those that were walking. You're going to find that everywhere you look, you're going to find casualties. And I know that Satan, through the media and him using Queen Latifah, Madonna up there and them doing that, you know what they're doing? They're just slicing and dicing that spiritual warfare and going after marriage and morals and standards and everything else. You know what we need to be doing is we need to have our 
EMTs ready to go in there and pick them up. Because you know people find out after that's not working and the world has lied to them. And let me tell you, Satan is a liar. He's a father of it. And he's telling you that this is better. When they find out it's not better and it doesn't work and it's not anything that the devil promised it would be, somebody's got to pick them up. Somebody's got to tell them that God loves them. You know what they're going to do? They're going to sit there and swarm and, and think back to their, their faults and their failures. But you know what? Same thing is true with us. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And how dare we throw in a category over here of, of this and just because it's more an outward sin. Where in the world did God say, you know what? I can have a bunch of backstabbing Christians over here gossiping all day long. But you know what? I really don't like these guys over here. But in our minds, we almost do that. You know what God does when he sees a church and he's sitting over there and there's somebody that's gossiping, you know, over here and you got somebody over here that's living a homosexual lifestyle. God says there's a sinner that needs Jesus and there's a sinner that needs Jesus. I'm not downplaying it. You're going to sit there and go, oh, now you're going to turn it into a kumbaya thing. No, I'm going to turn it into every person that struggles with this sin has a soul that will go to hell without Jesus Christ. See, the, the, the media will slam us over and over again, and they're only going to point out the fact that we don't like the sin. But I can't have it to where they're not being told that we love the sinner. And that message is going to get out, and the Bible talked about, and you've you got to understand, here's, here, here's the work that we have to do. In 2 Corinthians 4, 4, the Bible says, in whom the God of this world, and you, you know, that's the spiritual warfare that we're fighting, Right? That he's the prince of power there. He's the one that's going. He's the power of darkness that's all around us that's fighting. And whom the God of this world, which is Satan, hath blinded the minds of them which believe not. I need you to keep in mind when you go into it and you're, you're trying to duke it out with somebody that feels this way. Lest the light of the glorious gospel, who is in the image of God, should shine unto them. You know what he has done? He has made lies to them and said that you were born this way. He's made lies to them and say that the Christians hate you. He's made lies to you that um, you can go all, all, and all. They, they are filled with lies. And then they turn around and we go in there and we're trying to combat the sin instead of just targeting their hearts. And I know the sin, the truth, we lift it up and I'm going to tell them straight up, hey guy, I'm here to tell you it's wrong. God says it's wrong. You have to repent of your sin. You have to submit to God. That's the way that it is. But at the same time of saying this, you've got to keep in mind that they are blinded. I step back and I go, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. I, I could say it a thousand times. I don't get it. But then again, I've been saved. And the Bible has illuminated and made me clear. I, I once was in darkness and now I stand in the light. The Bible says that the word of God is a lamp to my feet and a light into my path. No wonder we can see it. It makes sense to us. But don't forget, they've been blinded. They're blinded. It's like arguing with a blind man that the sky is blue. Go for it. Argue your brains out. And yet we sit there. And sometimes we'll go after the symptoms. And not understand that they're a sinner that needs Jesus Christ. And that's what's going to change their condition. Got to understand where they're at. Satan is a lie. He's been using this. And the, the tri honest truth is there's a story behind most of these. They've been abused and rejected and neglected. And, and the Bible has the answer for every single one of them. And just for the record of anybody that has the idea that they're beyond hope, then none of them are beyond hope. There's not a soul on the face of the planet that's not beyond hope. 
You see, the Bible has told us in John 15, 10, if you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments, abide in his love. These things have I spoken to you that you might, that my joy might remain in you, and your joy might be full. And this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. And Ephesians 4, 15 says, but speaking the truth in love. I tell you, for God so loved the world is a powerful thing because he came to us in the power of the truth. The, the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld it. The world needs to see something different in us of how we approach this. And this doesn't always happen. Because we are flesh. And in our flesh, we get so nauseated by this that it's easier for us to get up and get mad about it that we let the flesh take control. You say, well, you Tony, and it's vile, it's gross, it's disgusting, it's this, it's that. Well, you just described sin as what you did. Well, please be reminded, the Bible says, but God commended his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. I want to close with saying this. You know, it's, it is a lie. And the most powerful thing you have to combat a lie is the truth. And we have bought into so many lies and you say that they've bought in the lies, but I tell you, we can buy into the lies as well if we're not careful. And I mean, I think of the things, and I get all worked up the same way and turn around and say, that, you know, they're sitting there saying, but it's natural, it's this and that. And I just come back and say, if it's so natural, why don't you find gay squirrels? You know, why, why, why don't you see it in nature if, if it's just a natural thing that happens and you say, well, I don't see that. Right, because it's unnatural. In the world around us, you see what's natural, and over here, we, do, we don't. And, and, and it's just because at the root of it, it's because it's rebellion against God. I, 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 I close with this. It was in Genesis chapter 19 that we find homosexuality was rampant in Sodom and Gomorrah in, in chapter 13, 13. And Abraham asked God, if I find 50 righteous, 40 righteous, 30 righteous, 20 righteous, 10 righteous. And I think it shows the mercy of God. You know what I'm saying? It shows the mercy of God. But at the same time, but let me warn you this. At some point, God said, enough is enough. And I just see America, with these things that are happening all around us, it's just like a tsunami coming in of sin over our nation. And I just, I, 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 I want to know that, first of all, that we should not be soon shaken. We should know the Bible predicted this. It's going to happen. The Bible said things are going to wax worse and worse. Things are going to come to pass when it comes to this. But I want to know the word of God where the Bible says what is right and what is wrong. Without apology, we stand there. We will continue to stand there. It's in our doctrine. It's in our covenant. It's what we stand on. It's what we believe. And we're going to have to fight for it. But at the same time, never lose sight of the mission that God has given us to do. To rescue the perishing and care for the dying does not mean step over those that have sins that we don't like. And it doesn't mean that we don't speak the truth in love and we don't throw out slang and everything else at the world and we're tempted to do in our flesh because all we're going to do is push them away and the devil's going to applaud it the whole time going, way to go, buddy, because you're never going to reach them like that. I did this tonight because it is, it is, it's becoming very, very, it's around us everywhere you look. And the more it does, the more that we're going to have to pull together, the more that we're going to have to stand firm, the more we're going to have to encourage one another to stand firm.